In listening to the Dhamma, we gain good things. This good thing is the good determination. So this word good is important. Doing work that is good, studying that is good, practicing meditation to gain good things. So whatever we do that is good, then the results coming up are good. The Buddha practiced torturing his body in order to gain freedom from suffering. But he didn't find the good path or the correct one. Then the Buddha contemplated with wisdom and developed Anapanasati, the mindfulness of breathing, under the Mahabodhi tree on the full moon day of the sixth lunar month. The Buddha attained to various insights. He could recollect his past lives. He knew the karma of sentient beings. The Buddha recollected how humans cycle through births and deaths. But however he recollected on it, he saw that the cycle of births and deaths, of existences and lives, was perpetual, without an end. So we come to practice training our minds and hearts well, following the Buddha. The Buddha attained enlightenment, and he enjoyed Vimuti Sukha, the bliss of liberation, in each of the seven places for a total of 49 days. So today, in the Buddha's time, would be the last week that the Buddha enjoyed Vimuti Sukha. After enjoying Vimuti Sukha, the Buddha walked by foot to the city of Varanasi. Why did he walk some 250 kilometers? It was because of his metta, goodwill and compassion. He saw that if the Panchawagiya, the five ascetics, listened to the Dhamma, they would be able to successfully know it. They could know Dhamma and see the Dhamma. And in Varanasi, there were the sons and daughters of families that could attain to becoming Arahants in great numbers. The Buddha would see this with his divine eye. This was the metta of the Sammasambuddha, the perfectly awakened Buddha that would survey the world to see which person he would teach that would be able to listen to the Dhamma. And he saw that the Panchawagiya would be able to know. Because Alara Kalama and Udaka Ramaputta, the two teachers who had jhana, mental absorptions, had already died. And the two teachers knew that the Buddha-to-be, the Bodhisattva, would attain enlightenment. But it was a shame that they would not be there for it. When they knew they wouldn't be there for it, they told their disciples that if Prince Siddhartha attained enlightenment to go follow him, he would teach them Dhamma so they could know and see the Dhamma. But the teachers felt bad that they themselves would not be able to listen to that Dhamma. And the ascetic Kaldewala, a Sita, also had no chance to listen to the Dhamma of the Buddha and felt very bad. He told his descendants to go listen to the Dhamma of the perfectly awakened Buddha so then they would know and see the Dhamma. When we are determined to listen to the Dhamma well, we will understand the Dhamma deeply. Like Venerable Anya Kodanya, the first Sangha disciple, was determined to listen to the Buddha. He put down his conceit and views. He had to do this because of his age. Before he was the young Brahmin who had predicted that the Buddha would certainly renounce the world to ordain and would become the Sama Sambuddha. He had full faith in this. 
he inspired his clansmen who had faith as well, and gathered together they were five. So Pancha translates as five. There were five Brahmins that were determined to practice. They attended on the Buddha for six years. The Buddha had tortured his body to the highest level, but did not yet attain awakening. And Anya Kodanya, who had already made the aspiration to become the first Sangha disciple, and who had the utmost faith and confidence in the Buddha. But when the Buddha came back to eat food, Anya Kodanya lost faith. He thought that the extent that the Buddha tortured the body, which at that time was a favoured method for attaining enlightenment, but the Buddha had not attained at all. So if the Buddha ate food, then how would he be able to attain enlightenment? He was just like them. With just this thought, he then persuaded the others to go practice by themselves. So they would have lost hope. So they went away. But when the Buddha followed them to teach, they were determined to listen. Why? Because the Buddha said that you should listen. The Tathagata has awakened already. May you be determined to listen. Have you heard these words before? Has a Tathagata said before, I have attained to Samma Sambodhinyana already? So here, the perfection of truthfulness of the Buddha had great power. The Buddha's virtue of great purity and virtue of great wisdom was full. The virtue of great compassion of the Buddha was full. Anya Kodanya was old already, and so he thought that he should listen first. So he was someone who was extremely intelligent. He was determined to listen first. Whatever he teaches, if it is not good, I don't need to follow it. He was determined to listen to it first. And as for the other four members of the Panchawakya, they were determined to listen as well, but they had less parami, spiritual perfections. Why? Because Venerable Anyakodanya had made the aspiration to be the first Sangha disciple of our Sama Sambuddha. Here, when he was determined to listen well, then wisdom arose. This wisdom here means the wisdom to know and see the Dhamma. Wisdom has many levels. There is the wisdom from learning and studying. Like in our childhood, we learn from our father and mother, from elder brothers and sisters, from teachers, and learn from books and texts. There is the wisdom from doing work and gaining experience, where even if we are not smart, we can have someone advising and teaching us. Then there is the wisdom from meditation, where we start to learn and understand. We listen, we learn, we think over it, and we meditate on it. But it does not yet go deep. Like we learn about loba, dosa, moha, greed, anger, and delusion, and we know that they are fires. But when it really arises in us, we can't stop them. We don't have enough mindfulness and wisdom to put it out. But Venerable Anya Kodanya listened well, and so wisdom could arise. He was determined to listen. The Buddha taught directly, taught simply and in brief. It wasn't much, just to understand that all dhammas, all things, are anicca, impermanent, dukkha, unsatisfactory, and anatta, non-self, both of rupa, physicality, 
and nama, mentality. All things have arising as normal, and all those things have ceasing as normal. What does all things refer to? We understand, right? All things, everything, whether rupa or nama, it arises, stays, and ceases. So Anya Kodanya listened to this Dhamma and understood. Oh, it's just like this. This was because Venerable Anya Kodanya had a high level of samadhi, concentration. His high samadhi was to the level of having all the analytical knowledges, and he was one of the eighty great disciples, a supreme level arahant. Samadhi was at a high level, but he lacked just a tiny bit of wisdom only. So just here, the Sawaka disciple isn't able to know by himself. It is only the perfectly awakened Buddha that can know for himself, so he is called a Sama Sambuddha. A Sawaka disciple can be called a Sawaka Buddha. So they are Buddha as well, in that they destroy the greed, anger and delusion all the same but they aren't able to know by themselves. They need to listen to the Dhamma from a Buddha or a Sawaka that tells them the Dhamma. Then they can know for themselves. Venerable Anya Kodanya understood the Dhamma already. And the Buddha exclaimed, Anya Kodanya knows, Anya Kodanya knows. This was the first Sangha disciple in the Buddha Sasana, the dispensation, that arose on the day the Buddha taught the Dhamma Chaka Bhavatana Sutta. But for this day to occur, the Buddha had to walk from the town of Gaya in the Rajagir kingdom to Varanasi city. It wasn't easy at all. It was the effort and striving of the Buddha, which was full, with no one who could compare. And we have faith in the Buddha as our Sasadar, the founder of the dispensation. So we must be determined that when greed, anger, delusion arises, we think of the Buddha. The Buddha had no greed. He had no anger and delusion. So the Buddha was at ease, and the mind of the Buddha did not need to take any vacation. The Buddha was cool and at ease, having emptiness and being purified perpetually. But for us, we do work, and we need a holiday. We need some days off. Because when we do work on and on, we have a mind that becomes disordered, feeling all messed up, and the body is weak and exhausted. So we need to take days off, have Saturday and Sunday off. But when we have faith and confidence, then even though we have days off, on weekends or other days, then we are determined to give alms, to listen to Dhamma, to sit meditation, to chant, and to learn the Dhamma. Or when there are programs to listen to the Dhamma from various places, like coming together each Friday here, then we come together and discuss Dhamma, practice Dhamma, we chant and listen to Dhamma, because we may have Dhamma questions, and so we discuss Dhamma. And this is developing the mind to be more pure and more radiant. The good determination we have also has faith leading us, and effort as well. So we can travel from afar, or even some coming from overseas, in order to learn Dhamma, to ordain, 
and to practice Dhamma, all aiming for the peace of the heart, aiming for the heart to have wisdom arise, to have knowing and understanding arise, or being Buddha. This is for the purpose of destroying that which obstructs our heart, destroying delusion, destroying the mental hindrances, and then our mind can become peaceful. That which covers over our minds is called the mental hindrances, and when they diminish and weaken, then we will be able to destroy the mental defilements, which is what lowers our minds, that which covers and binds over our minds. This is having the view as being a self, an I, a me, an other. We have had this since birth, up until this present moment. There is just this sense of self. The Buddha said that this is not a self. It is rupa and nama. So we listen to him and we believe him, but we haven't yet seen it. So we have to be able to see it in our minds and hearts. This is what we call seeing the Dhamma, which is seeing the truth. Venerable Ajahn Chah said something we should listen to, that we see this self as a me and mine, which is us being deluded, which is ignorance. We are deluded that there is a self, but if we see this self as being not a self, then this is seeing the true self, that is the truth. He said it in a clever way, which is a deep Dhamma. But it comes together as seeing Rupa and Nama as being Anichang, Dukkang, Anatta. Like Venerable Anya Kodanya saw that all things have arising as normal and all things have ceasing as normal. Like this speech, this mental proliferation is Dhamma arising and ceasing. Us hearing this sound is vijnana, sense consciousness, arising and ceasing. But we need to use it first. We use our sense doors to learn and so we can understand the Dhamma. We practice to know clearly so that greed, anger and delusion lessens. Even if we are lay people, we can see and know the Dhamma. So may you be determined. May you have the qualities of patience, of effort, of faith, of mindfulness, of samadhi, and progress to develop the quality of wisdom. Then you can gain vimuti, freedom from suffering, even if it's just temporarily. And this will result in inner happiness to arise. May you be determined. May you grow in Dhamma.